This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes, and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. And I'm really thrilled and excited to introduce to our global community today somebody who first sent me a message. I think it was possibly about four years ago. It was definitely pre-pandemic. Very long time ago, and I'm really, really thrilled to say that we've got to know each other very well over the last few months. And in fact, I'm a huge advocate of what we're going to talk about today, which we'll come on to in a moment. But this is Alex Benson, and he is the founder of The Scoop and Voicemonial. Welcome to you today, Alex. How are you? Hi, Alicia. Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Yeah, really well. Thanks for inviting me on. You're very welcome. This has been a long time coming, really, because like I say, we started talking years ago. And the truth is, and this is why one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on today, that you knew you had something really special for recruiters. And when you first presented it to me, my brain was a little bit kind of, I couldn't grasp it, but I definitely am now. So for those who are not yet familiar with who you are and what you do and what the scoop is and voicemail, give us an overview of who it is and why you came up with the concept of it. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess, obviously I'm the founder of the scoop. The scoop is pretty much the first and only sales and branding tool dedicated for recruiters really with the intention of helping people sort of stand out and differentiate themselves not just in the way that they present themselves online but also the 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 way that they showcase their job vacancies they market their candidate profiles and really just yeah present themselves online towards their target audience really and then um, through launching the scoop we launched voice simonial and voice simonial was really kind of way for people to kind of create animated video without having to sit in front of a camera, um, you know, talking to themselves, you know, power of voice really. And um, yeah, we'll go into that in a little bit. We are going to go into that in a little bit more detail. So just to give a bit of context around you and your background, what have you done previously to launching these two services? Yeah, good question. So um, I did, what was it, about sort of eight, nine years as an agency recruiter across sort of like two different companies. So I did pretty much like the first four years of my, my career as an IT recruiter doing contract recruitment. Um, stayed there for about four years and then moved on to a dual desk where I kind of carried on within the kind of senior appointment space. And then kind of due to the kind of cards that were dealt, um, I ended up setting up a rec to rec company, believe it or not. And um, I, ran, I ran with that for about four years, three and a half, four years, something like that. So I, I was used to... I guess struggling with like recruiters are sometimes the hardest people in the world to try and get engagement from because they're kind of used to being ignored by their audience as well. So sometimes as a rec to rec, you've got to really, as, as you know, Alicia, like you have to do something a little bit different to the norm as a way of just capturing people's attention and getting their engagement really. So yeah, from, um, from having a rec to rec company, I launched the scoop originally as a career site for recruiters. Almost as like a rec to rec career site. Um, I'm sure you've heard of Hunted in the past, right? So we were kind of trying to be a little bit of a kind of competitor to Hunted, but trying to differentiate ourselves by segmenting the market. And then um, COVID hit 
And it kind of then became a case of going, well, who wants to pay money to advertise internal jobs that no one had? Yeah. You know, no one was thinking about hiring internally. It was all about trying to like paddle above the water and keep keep their business afloat, right? So it kind of forced my hand into kind of re-looking at how we positioned the scoop and we rebranded it as a essentially a personal branding tool and kind of stumbled across stumbled upon like what was a pretty big gap in the market for individual recruits to showcase themselves, not just the brand personally. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much where we're up to. Yeah, no, it's really good. And I, I I always think it's important with somebody like yourself to contextualize the experiences that you've had, because ultimately that's why you are the best person to understand how to curate what, what a recruiter is trying to do. And I think that there has been a seismic shift since COVID began in how recruiters sp- speak to their audiences, whether it's a rec to rec and we will park rec to rec because I do think it's a quite yeah. unique, I do think it's a unique market and I'm saying that as one. Um, but generally speaking, rec- the way that recruiters now communicate with their target audience, their existing customers, their broader community is 100% through their content on the whole. You know, yeah. why would you make 100 cold calls now when you can put some content out and it can reach thousands and thousands of people? So I think it's, yeah. for me, when I've, obviously you know become a user of the scoop myself and when I'm talking to potential people about it I just see it as a curation of all the different elements of content that I personally have which is you know obviously this uh, podcast um the content that I share the jobs that I might have which are very you know they might be sort of really high ones that I want to highlight for my clients just a little bit about me I think it's what you've done is you've effectively simplified how a recruiter wants to put all their ideas in one place and have that as a go-to. I think, I actually think it's quite a simple premise really, but why do you think it's important for recruiters to do that? I mean, you know, there might be some cynical people listening and going, oh, this is a, you know, a subliminal pitch, you know, some some sort of commission. Well, I'm here, you know, one of the reasons that I set up the podcast, apart from sharing thought leadership and, you know, best practice was actually to make recruiters' lives better, which ultimately is why I invite people on like yourself. So, that is my that's my ultimate aim so why do you think that's important to set your your personal brand apart okay so i just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company hoxo media are doing about it there's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter personal branding building an online presence finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now they teach it all to you over an eight week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of COVID and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. 
But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. Well, I think partly it comes down to the difficulties in, in kind of believing in the efforts that you go to to create content, because I think first and foremost, like we've all tried to differentiate ourselves by doing a bit of video, whether or not that's a, a video outreach message to a candidate. But I think sometimes when you kind of when you kind of like hit a brick wall, you know, you've tried it four, five, six times and you don't get the return from it, you kind of give up on it. And I think it's about positioning things in the right way to make your life easier so that you can use kind of like technology to your advantage, right? So I think if we look at the way in which that we all kind of engage our audience over the course of the last, you know, 20 months, we all know it's massively evolved. Just people jumping on webinars. We all used to be scared of going on, you know, Zoom calls and people would have their camera off. And so the things like creating webinars or doing podcasts or meetup events or anything like that, we go to that effort to do it and yeah, really, where else could we go other than a LinkedIn activity feed as a way of going out and getting that seen? And I think part of the difficulties that we had is we would go to the effort of creating content, we put it out into LinkedIn. And what's the lifespan of a LinkedIn post? It's kind of like, for, for some, obviously, some people get mad engagement, but for, for the, the average recruiter, you know, it lasts for like a day to two days max, and then suddenly it falls into your activity feed never to get seen again. And I think when you're trying to reach out to a new prospect to you know, showcase who you are as an individual, as a recruiter, to build trust, to have authority and all the rest of it, then it, you know, more often than not, you're approaching them on behalf of a job vacancy that you have or a candidate that you're representing. You don't have, you're not going to take that opportunity to send them to YouTube or Spotify or a meetup.com. So it's about positioning all of your best bits of social proof in the right place so that when you do make that initial outreach to someone, they still have the opportunity of buying into you and seeing what you're about rather than just seeing the individual job that you're approaching on, on behalf of. And let's face it, no matter how astute you think you are, the algorithm gets changed all the time. All the time. Yeah. And, and just yeah. as you think you've got it sussed, yeah. you think, why is no one looking at my post? It's like three hours in and I've got one view on it. So I think it, that's the reality. And I think it's just a very calm strategic way to manage your future outreach but actually yeah. for me I, to me the way I see it is it's a curation as well of, of all the content and I think you know maybe that's not going to suit you if you're listening to this and you're not somebody that particularly shares content you might be somebody that just genuinely does you know quite traditional networking then you know this isn't a pitch to you it's just a way to think about you know maybe there's a better way to like you say stand out to your, your target audience now you mentioned earlier on that voice you think voice has transformed how we, I mean, we're doing this now through our voices, aren't we? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so what, what do you think the impact of using voice in our sales techniques as recruiters have had on how we market ourselves and, and what do you think the potential of using our voice has? We briefly interrupt this chat on the recruiters recruitment podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, 
timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincheri because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincheri.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. Yeah, I think it's... um... I'll give you give you a bit of a breakdown in terms of how Voice Emanuel came up came about really because it was the difficulty of doing video that actually sort of launched Voice Emanuel. So we we had a section on the scoop where we said like if you have a video testimonial from a potential client or candidate, you can add it onto the scoop and curate it all on together to let people view. And even though we gave people that functionality, no one was really collecting video testimonials from people. It was it was kind of like too much of an ask to say to a prospective client that you've worked with or a candidate you placed two months ago to say, look, I'm really sorry, but do you mind recording a video, you know, sitting in front of a camera on your own and going and recording a video and telling me how amazing you thought I was during that process two months ago? And no one was doing it. And I had someone go on um, on a WhatsApp group and leave me a really good voice note. And they said, oh, my God, you know, how have I not heard of the scoop? I feel like I've been stuck in the dark ages. And I thought, how amazing would it be if I could just capture that moment, that little voice note and send it to my LinkedIn network as a way of providing social proof so that they can just hear it from the horse's mouth. There's so much more trust in hearing someone else versus just reading a bunch of text that is kind of like, I always compare it to Glassdoor, but it's it's kind of like reading Glassdoor reviews. There's an, if you don't, if I can say openly, there's a a glimmer of bullshit in Glassdoor reviews because you're kind of going, well, you're either forced to do that or you're probably a little bit bum hurt about not getting a job or being given the, the sack or whatever. So, yeah, it was just kind of taking that voice note and then going, well, I can't just post out an audio file. I need to do something with that. And it took me the best part of an hour to turn that into a video, like a little bit of an animation, like a, an audiogram that you do for podcasts and send it out. So I thought there's got to be a better way to collect audio testimonials and turn them into basically what is just like a basic animated video that you can then share to your network as a way of providing sort of social proof really that's kind of how it came about i think it's um i mean i'm i'm known i think probably amongst my um immediate community as a bit of a voice note queen um and i also i always have a caveat whenever i leave a voice note. Few. well i know you have i know and if it's anything longer than a minute i often say jokingly and if you're going to do me double speed that's absolutely fine because i would probably do the yeah. same me although it sounds like I'm in double speed most of the time so I sound like a chipmunk but I do think there is something memorable about voice and what what we've not yet said about voice is intonation and I think that's what can often get lost in anything that we read or see on um on social media and content and I think I agree with you about the video I think that we all became video weary in 2020 and that's where I think I was, you know, maybe Clubhouse, we talked about that off camera, that Clubhouse, and we've got LinkedIn yeah. audio as well. That's why these, you know, apps have come about, because actually we want to feel connected. We want to hear what somebody's saying. We want to feel what they're thinking and how they really want to communicate that through their tone. Yeah. But we want to maybe do it while we're doing something else. And actually, video means we can't. We have to sit and watch, whereas we can be listening, we can be doing something else at the same time, or walking or driving or whatever it might be. So... I do actually think it's a really powerful thing. And I think for, you know, if, if you're a bit sort of reticent or reluctant to try and use voice, then maybe, you know, I, I don't think you're somebody that shouts and screams, Alex, you're not, you know, you're not a 
a blary recruiter really are you, you you're someone uh-huh. that's quite you know you come across as very you know very kind very personable but quite I don't want to say reserved but you you're a very thoughtful I can be yeah yeah so yeah. you know this isn't just people like me that are showy and happy to do anything this is people that actually can use it to their advantage to stand out yeah and look, let's be honest I mean how many times have you seen someone I did a post about it a little while ago, but it's kind of like when you've been told to do video and you can kind of see the pay, it looks like they've got a gun to the head. You know, the manager's off screen holding a gun to the head, just going like, go and do a video. And they kind of sit there nervously in front of a camera, just look, and then you can see them reading off a script to the side of the screen. And they're kind of like, oh, I just wanted to, and then they come back to screen, carry on reading. I think the beauty of voice is you could be reading off a script and no one would ever know. No, I know I it's cringe how many I mean we all know anyone listening now we all know a video that we've seen where we've physically cringed because you can tell that that person has reluctantly done it I think it's different if someone's happy to because you can tell like, yeah exactly that voice so I think I just think it makes it more accessible you can do it from anywhere you can use voice on you know voice notes on LinkedIn voice notes on WhatsApp to your candidates I just think for me the potential of using voice to communicate to your community is we're not just talking voicemails, which obviously no. is where you get somebody that has successfully used your service to leave the testimonial that they would have written otherwise. But actually, we can use voice in so many ways, like we're doing now. You know, it's it's how you effectively communicate. So I think it's something that yeah. we're all born with and something that we can all use to our advantage. No, we, we all we all became recruiters for a reason, right? If, if we wanted to be actors on a TV screen, we would have got into acting. But like at the end of the day, we're all, it's about that gift of the gab, isn't it? It's about being able to speak to people and charm them and influence them through, through voice more than anything else. And I think if we can just do that by recording a little audio voice note or whatever it may be, then I think it's, um, we're all winning. Really? And you don't. And the thing is about it that unlike video, you could be quite timid and maybe somebody that doesn't want to put themselves out there. But actually, using your voice, it's only what you do on a voicemail if you're ringing a traditional phone. So that's that. it's just shifting and thinking. Well, this is just a new way of doing it. I, th- I think it's quite amusing that you said that because I clearly was somebody that wanted to be a professional broadcaster and performer. I didn't get the A level. You're a natural. You can tell. But yeah. I was there. No, it's been really useful. And I think that if anyone has got any intrigue about um, either of the scoop or voicemail, please drop Alex a connection request. Obviously, I am professionally and personally validating what he does because I'm, I'm on the scoop myself. But, you know, that aside, I think what we've talked about today is without a shadow of a doubt where the communication of your content is going to go. And if you're not yet embracing that, you just need to think about you might get left behind. So, And it's things that are well within your reach. You know, not going to cost a fortune, and definitely will have you. I mean, just on that one, like what a lot of people are doing on the scoop is um, recording videos with their clients, and almost just being the host of the, the person asking the questions to just then qualify a job vacancy, and using those recordings as a way of getting engagement for candidates. So, as a recruiter, if you're not really a fan of sitting in front of a camera on your own talking about an opportunity of another client, just go on a Zoom call for free. I think that's just become an embedded partner of your client's business, going to market with their message and you're just being the one going out, giving them access to the right network. So I think it's a really good way of using free tools at your advantage, really, isn't it? It really is. It really is. And if you snooze, you lose. Don't get left behind. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Alex. It's been an absolute pleasure to see you. It's always, it's always lovely catching up with you because you are a really decent human being and I love, uh, love our, our chats. Thank you for yeah. joining us on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Thanks so much.